Welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Scott and I've got Paul here with me. And today's Wednesday, April 26th. How are you guys doing? We're in Philippians chapter 4. And uh, the question for everybody, uh, something for us to consider, how do you handle it when someone gives you something, gives you a gift? It, does your pride keep you from appreciating the gift that you've been given? Or can you give a gift back by simply saying thank you and allowing them to be a blessing to you. Yeah, when I was a kid, at Christmas time, when I started being able to buy my own presents for our family, I had more fun picking out and giving gifts to people than I really even did receiving them. Yeah, and sometimes we forget about that, that it actually can bring people joy to be generous. Yeah, it does. And we want to encourage that joy. Well, we're in Philippians chapter 4, so we're going to start. I'll just start reading verse 1, and then I'll let you pick up uh, about halfway through the chapter then, Paul. Sounds good. And if you want to interrupt me anytime, go ahead. Okay. So verse 1 of Philippians 4, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. And by the way, I my personal view is that uh, oftentimes uh, people talk about what the the crowns or the rewards in heaven will be. My personal view is based on what he says here. He says to the Philippian believers, he said, you are my crown that I receive for my work. I think the reward in heaven, because I can't imagine a greater reward than to be in heaven and know that we had something to do with influencing that person with the gospel, that they're there. Yeah, there was, I know we talked about it in the sermon not too long ago where there was an old song where it talked about thank you for giving to the Lord Yeah, because of that. These people are in heaven. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I appeal you, Udaya and Sintika. Okay, now he's calling out a couple of women that aren't getting along. <laughs> uh, could you imagine if that happened in our church? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> and Calling him out publicly. And you're here for all of eternity in the Bible. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Udaya and Sintika, I have never met any any women named Udaya and Sintika. These aren't women that people want to pattern their children after. <laughs> <laughs> no. Please, because uh, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women. He's he, he's talking to the the person who was pastoring in Philippi at the time, um, who was shepherding a congregation. Help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my coworkers, whose names are written in the book of life. You know, I talk so much about people talk about church discipline, and really. The whole goal of church discipline is restoration, and that's what he's talking about yeah. here. He, he says, these are good ladies. They, they served so faithfully, and now they, they can't get along. Sometimes good people struggle with their own flesh and their selfishness and the constant fighting, and he's saying, just come on, guys, knock it off. All right, verse 4 then. Again, and Paul, had, you had uh, talked about this last week, how even though Paul is in prison, and yet he talks about joy all the time. So always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And this is how we can be full of the joy of the Lord, by rejoicing whether you feel it or not. Let everyone see you, see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Keep reminding you of eternity. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's the, that's the replacement of worry. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Yeah, he's really talking about trust. Mm -hmm. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. 
Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I oftentimes will have people say, well, I can't control my thoughts. I, I can't, I, you know, it's just stuff that goes around in my head and I can't control it. And, but Paul is saying, well, you may not be able to stop thinking about something because you can't ever do the negative when it comes to thinking. You can't, you know, if I, if I say, don't think about cars, what just popped in your head? You're going to think about yeah, cars. A car came into your head just now. Uh, so and if I say, don't think about tires, you just had an image of a tire in your head. Hey, <laughs> Ghostbusters, clear your mind and yeah. what the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man yeah. pops into your head. It just happens. Right. Instead, what he says is replace your thinking. So it's not that you get rid of the thoughts you don't want to have. Instead, you can focus your thoughts on these good things. That's what he is saying. So verse 9, then, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Now, you know, Paul, he, this is the second time he said this. He said this in the last chapter, too, yesterday. I didn't I didn't highlight it, but he he's not afraid to say, follow my example. And I think the benefit of this is we have to understand that people are following us whether we say so or not. So by him actually saying that, that helps us to pay attention to the example that we're leading for other people. It is true that we only that Jesus ultimately is the one we're following, but let's recognize. I mean, Paul, I I follow your example all the time, and we sh- we should be recognizing that. And all of us who are parents, our kids are following us. Whatever we're doing, you can't tell your kids not to follow you because they're going to follow yeah, they you. They are going to. Yeah. And so you're you're leading people. In if you're a parent, you're leading someone, whether you want to or not. He continues everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Uh, put that into practice, then the God of peace will be with you. You want to pick it up in verse 10? Yep. Verse 10, it says, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. And that is so huge. Mm. So many of us, especially in the United States, we we have so many wants that we think are needs, and yet Paul's saying, I've learned to be content. He says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of having, of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. I actually love what he does here because, and he's going to continue talking about this gift in verse 15, and that's what we started off talking about. But he, he's saying, hey, I'm so grateful for how you have shared with me. And He was in prison, so they evidently had been sending. And Philippi was a poverty-stricken area, but they were very generous with helping to take care of Paul, sending him needs, probably sending him some finances, some money as well, because he, he had no means to care for himself. And uh, But he starts off by saying it's, it's not so much – I'm not saying thank you because I need things, because I've, I've learned to be content in Christ. But – but I want you to know that I think this is good for you and that you. I just appreciate the love that you are sharing with me by doing this. So I think, I don't know if I read verse 14 or not, even so you have done, or, or you you were reading. Yeah, yeah, I'll continue on. He says, as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent more help, or you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. 
And and Paul, that's why we we are not afraid to talk about and to preach on teach on giving. Right. It, it's not because we're you, know, you and I when we because we both preach and and we both have to teach on giving because it's in the scriptures. But it's never because we're getting more income by people increasing their giving because that's not what our salaries are based on. No. But we do want people to know the blessing of what it is to be generous. We want people to learn the grace of generosity. Yeah, I work with our food pantry down at Northside, and I pick up food most of the time from the Displains Food Pantry when they're having their uh, uh, food day. And the people who get to work that and get to help people, they they walk away with such a great reward um, mm. that it, it just that you can't exp- you can't express it. And Paul's explaining that right in 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 the Bible here, saying, "Look, if you give to people, you'll be rewarded not monetarily, but God's gonna gonna give you just that that feeling in your spirit of the fact that man, I loved helping someone." Yeah, it says, "At the moment, I have all that I need and more." I am generously supplied with the gifts that you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are sweet-smelling sacrifices. By the way, nice job on Epaphroditus. Yeah, I know. I've, I had to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> they are a, sweet, a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And he continues on and says, Now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. Amen. And he goes all the way back to, again, you know, he was gracious in receiving those gifts, but then he brings it all back to honoring and glorifying Jesus and God the Father. Which is our purpose in life as Mm -hmm. Christians. He finishes off by saying, Give me greetings. I'm sorry. Give my greetings to each of God's holy people, all who belong to Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send you their greetings, and all the rest of God's people send you greetings too especially those in Caesar's household. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I mean, even people who served Caesar, who was actually a very evil emperor at that time, there were people that served in, in his administration who loved Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if, you know, sometimes we talk about Chicago being such a tough place to minister, but Rome was a horrible place to minister, yeah. and yet there were people living right in Caesar's household who loved Jesus Christ. Yeah, in fact, Paul even talked about how he was, in a way, glad that he was in prison because of how the gospel spread throughout the, the Caesar's household because of the soldiers that were there, Right, which is a, a great way to look at this. Well, let, let's uh, jump over to Proverbs, and we are right now, we're in Proverbs 26, and we're going to look at... Verse 11, so verse 11 of Proverbs 26, again, I encourage you to read the rest of, the, the, of this chapter, but um, verse 11 says, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. <laughs> I can guarantee you uh, that my grandkids, this would be one of their favorite ver- verses. <laughs> for some reason, little boys think the word vomit is hysterical. <laughs> but you know what? When I was reading this, Paul, I was thinking of you right away just because as a cop, you know this is true. I mean, oh, yeah. that's that's the problem, and that I mean, it's one thing to make a mistake, but there's another proverb that says a just man falls seven times but gets back up again. But when you're a fool, you just keep repeating the same error over and over and over. And they talk about you know that's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And so many times people do something wrong, their life is messed up, and they continue going down that same path, repeating the same things, and they can't understand why their life doesn't change. Yeah. You are going to mess up. 
Sure. But, but you need to get help. So get the help that you need. Absolutely. Well, once again, it was so great uh, having you together with us today. And Paul, thanks for joining us. We'll have you back on here again. It was cool to have you. It was fun. And thanks. I really appreciate what you're doing at the bridge in Northside. I, I love going there every time uh, I, I speak there and love to see all that's happening. We're just, we're really seeing the attendance explode, new people coming to Christ, people getting baptized. It's just, it's it's so fun doing ministry together. It's a blast being down there and seeing the people who are so enthusiastic. Just, just love serving God down there. Well, thanks again for joining us. And tomorrow we get to, we're going to have denim here with us. So all right. uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And I prom- I'll do I'll do my best not to make fun of his speech uh, because he, uh, he, he's, he struggles with some of it. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow all about that. So. <laughs> but Ben, does he have a great heart? I love that. Uh, I love that Den- young man. Denim's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Have a great day.